As an entrepreneur and business owner, it is important to understand your business's financial situation. I've found that if you relate your business to how you run your home successfully, your business will thrive. Hi, I'm Laura Street, founder and owner of Sunstone Debt Solutions. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter, where we relate business books to our home and business. This season, we are reading Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello. Before we get started, I wanted to mention a freebie that I have on my website to help understand one of your most useful financial reports for your business, your profit and loss report, also known as a P&L. This report helps you see how your money is coming in and where your money is being spent. I have created this particular report to reflect both your business and your home finances. If you're a new entrepreneur or one that is just starting to dig into your reports, you will benefit by being able to compare your familiar home finances with your business finances. By looking at both home and business at the same time, you will develop an understanding of the report in greater detail. Please download the profit and loss at sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash P and L. That is the letter P as in profit, A and D, and the letter L as in loss. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Were you able to get your Freedom Compass task filters completed? Were you surprised by how many tasks you listed for your home and your business? Don't worry if you feel overwhelmed by the amount of work that you added to your task filters. We are going through this book to learn how to lighten our loads. As we learned a few weeks ago, part of the process of being more productive is taking the time to rejuvenate. So this week we are covering Chapter 3, Rejuvenate. Sometimes we wear our busy schedule as a badge of honor. We talk about everything that we need to accomplish and even occasionally brag about the number of hours that we worked in a week. That's not great. There are 168 hours in one week. In 1940, Congress amended the Fair Labor Standards Act and limited the work week to 40 hours. Does that mean that that is how many hours we should work? Not exactly. It was originally put in place to keep employers from making factory workers work the standard 100-hour work week. Can you imagine working 100 hours per week? Well, surprise, a lot of us are. Many people are working 100 to 120 hours per week in their business. That doesn't even count the time we put in at home to keep that running smoothly. But how is this possible if there are only 160 hours per week? It's simple. We take the time spent on work from other parts of our lives, namely our families, our homes, our sleep, and our fun time. That's not what I want from my life. Michael Hyatt talks about a man named Jack Nevison, who is the founder of the New Leaf Project Management. Mr. Nevison did a study where he concluded that, quote, there's a ceiling. Push past 50 hours of work in a week, and there's no productivity gain from the extra time, end quote. He learned that when we work 50 hours per week on a job, we only produce about 37 hours of useful work. Mr. Nevison has a rule called the Rule of 50 that states that the more you work beyond a 50-hour threshold, the less productive you become. 
that says to me that the businesses that are moving toward a four-day work week are on the right track. We are essentially wasting money by working longer hours and being less productive. We could instead work a four-day week, use the fifth day to complete home tasks, and free up weekends to focus on family and friends. But why is this so important? Well, everything and everyone needs to recharge. If we go, 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 we will eventually become less productive and our bodies will become unhealthy and stop. We're not machines and we shouldn't try to be. Just like we charge our phones or computers, we need to charge our bodies. Have you ever noticed how good you feel after a good night's sleep? What about after a great phone conversation with a friend? How about after eating a balanced meal or even just a big glass of water? That's because we need all of these things to replenish our energy. Now think about how you feel after a long day at work or eating fast food for a few days. What about when you stay up too late? Think back to when we started isolating for COVID and you weren't seeing people you care about in person anymore. That was awful and draining. These are all examples of why we need to rejuvenate our bodies and minds to be productive. When we are at our best, we will do our best work both in our home and our business. Michael Hyatt lists seven basic practices to rejuvenate. The first practice on the list is sleep. Do you think you get enough sleep? When you think about how long you sleep, do you count it starting when you're in bed or when you're actually asleep? We usually think, well, I go to bed at about 10 and I get out of bed around 6, so I'm getting the 8 recommended hours of sleep. But is that accurate? Thinking about when I'm asleep, I'm probably getting about six and a half hours. I lie in bed for a while before I finally drift off. I wake up many times per night for various reasons, and as my husband can attest to, I snore, resulting in a very restless sleep. We need to be honest with ourselves with what we are actually giving to and taking from our bodies. We can't use up our body's energy without replenishing it. Just like a bank account, we need to make deposits. How far would we get if we kept spending money and spending money with the belief that we're putting a certain amount of money back into our accounts, but we're really only depositing half of that? We would exhaust our supply of cash just like we exhaust our bodies if we don't take care of them. So why is this important? I think we'd all agree that we would prefer a well-rested surgeon, a well-rested pilot, or even a well-rested bus driver. And if it's important for those and many other people, why shouldn't it be important for us? Michael Hyatt says, quote, Nightly rejuvenation is the foundation of productivity. From experience, we know that it is harder to focus when we're tired, leading to poor decision-making in both our home and our business. For our business, if we're not thinking clearly, we might decide to buy an expensive piece of equipment. We might think that it would save us money to produce something in-house, that in reality would cost us less if we just outsource the task. In our homes, we might agree to volunteer without fully understanding the time commitment involved. When we're tired, we're less likely to think through what volunteering might require or whether that expensive equipment would really pay off in the long run. We also need sleep to keep our bodies healthy. If our bodies are exhausted, we can't fight off the viruses or harmful bacteria that we encounter every day. That's why when we get sick, one of the best things to do is to rest. 
It gives our immune systems the energy to fight off the infection so that we can get better. We all know how hard it is to take care of other people when we're sick. It's better to prevent the illness by following science and resting when we need to. The second practice on Michael Hyatt's list is eating. Not only making sure that we eat when we feel hungry, but also how and what we eat to create energy and maintain healthy hormone levels. Hot flashes, I'm looking at you. Ugh. How many times have you stopped to grab a bite on the way somewhere and then you get an upset stomach or just feel sluggish? What about waiting too long between eating and getting hangry? Food should make us feel good. It is what our bodies need to create energy to move and get things done. When we eat the right foods for our bodies, we stay satisfied longer. We maintain a healthy weight for our bodies, depending on what that is for each individual, and we feel happier and we're able to think more clearly. If you're wondering what to eat, that's easy. Just remember what the author Michael Pollan said, quote, eat food, not too much, mostly plants, end quote. In other words, eat real food, not foods with a lot of big words in the ingredient list, but food that comes from nature. And don't eat until you're overly full. In the book The Blue Zone by Dan Buettner, Dan says to eat until you're not hungry anymore, not until you're full. There's a difference. When we eat until we aren't hungry anymore, we are eating to the point that our bodies need, not over that point. Feeling full is not the goal. Another part of eating is enjoying the meal with other people. When we are eating with other people, we are typically enjoying conversation and strengthening relationships. We will enjoy our food more and slow down while we're eating if we like who we're sharing the meal with. Something that I really enjoy that my family does is sharing gratitude at dinner time. I record the gratitudes as a voice memo on my phone. We go around the table and we share what we are thankful for for the day. It usually includes the food, our son's school, something good from work, and that we are safe and healthy. I think it helps us appreciate the little things that we experience every day. I plan to save all the recordings and listen to it later in life. I'm happy that I have these daily snapshots that include my son's little voice starting when he was five. The next practice on the list is number three, move. The CDC says, quote, you can put yourself at lower risk of dying early by doing at least 150 minutes a week of moderate-intensity aerobic activity. That's less than 22 minutes of activity per day in a seven-day week. Researcher Russell Clayton wrote in the Harvard Business Review, quote, Exercise reduces stress, and lower stress makes time more productive and enjoyable, end quote. And Ray Parker Jr. says in the song Ghostbusters, quote, Bustin' makes me feel good, end quote. I know that it's sometimes difficult to find the time to move our bodies, especially during a packed day. I find that while I work, if I'm feeling tired or my brain feels cloudy, that's a sign that I need to move and drink some water. So I take five to ten minutes and bounce around or dance. It sounds bananas, but it works. I put on some 80s or 90s dance music and dance like no one is watching. And I close my curtains to make sure of that. It really makes a difference in my mood and productivity. At home, sometimes I chase my son around the house. I sneak up on him and give him a quick tickle so he gets the idea to run away. I also do a few minutes of light weightlifting as part of my morning routine. I really want to have arms like Michelle Obama. 
Whatever your politics are, I'm sure we can all agree that she has nicely toned and strong arms. So there you have it. We could live longer, reduce stress, and feel good. What else could we want? Moving on to practice number four, connect. Remember back to the beginning of COVID lockdown? I remember the exact day that we learned that our son's Montessori school was closing. We were told that we need to pick up any personal items from the school when we went to pick up our children that day. We were planning on just having it be a couple weeks over spring break. Of course, we had no idea that that day would be the last time we would ever see some of his friends in person. From there, we all shifted to Zoom meetings. We had Zoom playdates. We had Zoom work meetings. The preschool had Zoom meetings with the kids. They played games and read stories. The school also recorded YouTube videos with story times, singing songs, and playing music. They had teachers gardening, cooking, and even going for walks. Why did they make such an effort? Because kids need connection for their brains to grow. They also needed the stability to feel safe in the unpredicted results of the virus. They needed the energy to feel happy, and they get this from feeling connected to other people. This isn't just special for children. We all need to connect with people, but to reap the most benefit, we need to make the right connections. We will be rejuvenated if we spend time with people we enjoy. These people could be family or friends. They might even be the people you see often, but don't have a relationship with, like a barista or your hairdresser. It's important to carve out some time to share what's going on in your life with someone you care about. Reconnect over a cup of coffee or meet out to learn a craft like learning to paint or creating pottery. Take a moment to check in with coworkers or employees to find out what they're up to besides work. Whoever you gain positive energy from, be sure to make time in your schedule to share an interaction and connect with them. The fifth practice is play. This is something that as adults we forget to do. We carry so many responsibilities that we forget to just stop and enjoy life. We can define play as a number of things. It can be something physical like basketball, golf, hiking. Or play can be something still like painting, playing an instrument, or coloring. You can play with your pets, other people, or by yourself. It doesn't matter because there really isn't a desired end product except to have fun. Winston Churchill once said, quote, a man can wear out a particular part of his mind by continually using it and tiring it, just in the same way he can wear out the elbows of his coat. He was onto something even if he didn't get it completely right. We don't wear out our brains. We create paths in our brains. The more we repeat a task, the better we get at that task. This is because neural pathways are created in our brains through repetition. So, if we do the same thing over and over, we'll get better at it, but it doesn't leave much room to come up with new ideas. It's like walking the same path through the woods. The grass gets worn away and we see the same things. Same trees, same flowers, probably even the same squirrels. That's fine because we become very familiar with what we are seeing. But what aren't we seeing? By following the same path, we're not allowing ourselves to discover new things. We aren't able to discover a different flower or hear a different bird. It's the same with our brains. We need to have different experiences to come up with new ideas. 
We need to carve different neural paths in our brains to improve our products or develop new ideas. This is where play comes in. It gives us a break. It allows our brains to relax and enjoy something different. It helps us to become more creative. Exactly what keeps our entrepreneurial brains fresh with ideas. The next practice is practice number six, reflect. When balancing a business and a home, we are busy. We are always moving and trying to get things done. The danger comes when we never stop to look at where we've been or how much we've accomplished. We need to reflect on what's happening around us and with the people that we love. Reflecting can happen in many ways. It can be done through journaling, meditating, sharing our thoughts with someone else, or even planning our schedules. Before we plan what to do, we need to know what's been done or how we've done it before. Sometimes it's hard to sit still and reflect, but it is important. You don't want to be at the end of your life and realize that you don't remember how you felt when you made your first sale or when your child learned to ride a bike. Think about how you're feeling right now. What would you like to accomplish? Why did you start your business in the first place? How does it feel when we have a win or even a loss? What was it like to buy your first home or your first new piece of furniture? Do you remember how grown up it felt to buy a couch? Try to carve out five to 10 minutes every day and think. Or even better, get your thoughts out, either digitally, in a fancy journal, or a cheap notebook. It doesn't matter. It will be a treasure to look back on, to reflect on the amazing life that you have. This is also one of the reasons that my family shares our gratitudes before dinner. We get to reflect on positive things that happened in our day. I'm sure you've heard or read that studies have shown that reflecting and being grateful leads to happiness. It's part of a practice of mindfulness. The final practice that Michael Hyatt lists is practice number seven, unplug. We've all heard many times that we should unplug, and probably that's because it's important. Michael Hyatt has four rules that he has to unplug from work. By following these rules, your home life will be better too. Number one, don't think about work. Number two, don't do any work. Number three, don't talk about work. And number four, don't read about work. I feel like these are pretty self-explanatory, but basically, leave work at work. When you're at home, focus on your home, your family, your friends, and your hobbies or interests. Earlier, I talked about how our brains carve neural pathways by what we do and how we think. By taking a break and unplugging from work, we are allowing our brains to focus on something completely different. It's what the concept of shower ideas is based on. We tend to have great ideas when we're not trying to think of them. When we're doing something else, like taking a shower, we allow our brains to wander off and discover new things. And of course, try to turn off devices when you can. When the pandemic first started, I was working at our kitchen table. When work was done, I would stand up and start making dinner. That didn't work great. There was no separation between my work and home. My work computer was still there. I could hear when I would get emails. I knew that I could easily log back on while dinner was cooking to get one more thing done. Now I unplug from work at the end of the day. My workspace is in a different location in the house. I use my work computer only for work. And I use my iPad with an external keyboard for other things. 
If you need to have more barriers set up, schedule an out-of-office message to turn on at the end of each day to reply for you so you won't be tempted to log on and answer emails. Set up do not disturb times on your phones so you won't answer calls or reply to texts. Since we all have different schedules and setups, it's best to determine what works for each of us individually. It doesn't matter how it's done, it's just helpful to do it. Unplug when you can. And now it's homework time again. For this week's homework, we're going to take the rejuvenation self-assessment and then fill out the rejuvenation jumpstart. Since we'll be using the same practices for our home and business, we only need to do this exercise once. The goal of this week is really to focus on how to keep our business work and our housework separate from our home life and taking the time to break free from both to rejuvenate to help us live the best life. The links for the templates are in the show notes for this episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter. You can find those notes by heading to sunstonedebtsolutions.com and click on the podcast tab. The notes for this episode are found in Chapter 3, Rejuvenate. Remember, the easiest way for you to get these templates, along with other resources that I mentioned, and my completed rejuvenation self-assessment and jumpstart, is by subscribing to weekly emails at www.sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. This wraps up the first step called stop. We started with formulate, then moved to evaluate, and finished up with rejuvenate. Next week, we'll be starting step number two, cut. Cut contains the chapters eliminate, automate, and delegate. I think you're really going to enjoy the next three weeks. These chapters are very helpful. If you haven't completed the earlier assignments, don't worry. There is still time. But keep in mind that at the end of the eliminate chapter next week, we'll be using the task filter that we made last week. So you're going to want to take a few minutes to get that one done. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to join us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to show your support. Also, please share this podcast, Home and Business, chapter by chapter, with anyone that you think would like it. See you next week. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs>